Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis, your movie trivia and discussion podcast. Please like us at facebook.com slash screenfacts. Post your comments or questions there as well. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis Voice or email screenfacts at yahoo.com. Please subscribe for free in the iTunes store to automatically get new episodes every Wednesday. Joining me on the podcast this week is my wonderful and amazing and beautiful and spectacular wife, Sue. Wow. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. We're going to talk about a movie that the original release date is October 3rd, 2003. The movie we're going to discuss... School of Rock. Let's rock, let's rock, let's rock. You and I recently saw the Broadway show of this, too. Yes, we did. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about that, too. Yes, okay, cool. You know, and some of the differences or similarities mm-hmm. between that and this, uh, you know, as we get into the podcast. And both of them were very excellent, in my opinion. Absolutely. School of Rock, of course, stars Jack Black, Joan Cusack, Mike White, and Sarah Silverman. Directed by Richard Linklater, who went on to direct Boyhood. Oh, that was him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I he didn't also, realize it was the same guy. Yep. And he also directed Dazed and Confused, which is a fun 70s piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Movie was written by Mike White mm-hmm. as well. If you're watching this movie and you're thinking to yourself, this movie almost looks like it was written exactly for Jack Black. There's mm-hmm. a reason for that. Yeah. The idea for the movie came when Mike White moved into an apartment next to Jack Black. Now, let's just stop right there for a second. Being How cool Jack is that? Black's neighbor. Well, being Jack Black's neighbor and being named Mike White. How weird is that? <laughs> True. Yeah, but yeah, can you imagine having Jack Black as a neighbor? Oh, man. <laughs> so White would often find Jack Black running naked through the halls or blasting music at full volume. Oh, man. He's actually not a fan of classic rock. The use of rock music was written essentially so Jack Black could perform his own favorite music in the okay. movie. So he, he literally wrote the movie for Jack Black. That's funny. That's yeah. very funny. And Jack Black was nominated for a Golden Globe for his performance as well. I could see that. Which is pretty cool. Definitely. Budget of $35 million. It grossed $81.2 million domestically and $131.2 million worldwide. So pretty good uh, for a little comedy with music in it. Not too bad, right? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. I also saw when we were watching the other night, Mm -hmm. in the credits I saw Mike White's name listed in some of the songs. Yes. I know that he and Jack Black collaborated on the Magic Number song. Okay. (laughs) Math is a wonderful thing. Get off your ass and do some math. (laughs) Math, math, math. (laughs) All the kids, by the way, really do play their instruments and sing. So cool. Although Jack Black plays guitar when he's teaching songs to Zach, he doesn't do any of the guitar solos. Okay, so... Even though he says, I'm going to take a, a, a guitar solo here, Zach, it's not, that's not it's actually not him actually playing him. Right. So in He the does be- sing, though. In the beginning, when he's playing with No Vacancy? No. Uh, okay. Did you see this movie in the theaters when it came out? I do not think so. Because okay. thinking back, oh, three, that mm-hmm. means I had a two-year-old, and oh, I, yeah, no way. I'm telling you, I probably didn't get out much. No, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I actually have a very nice memory of seeing this in the theater. Oh, cool. I was living down in Virginia at the time. It was a couple of years into my stint down at Z95. Mm-hmm. And I went to see this with our announcer for the podcast, Kim McKay. Oh, how cool. Because we're both into this kind of music. Oh, and we both like Jack Black. Us and some other people, we went. I definitely remember seeing this and Rockstar with Kim McKay. Okay. And of course, I loved it. I mean, this movie is right in my wheelhouse for, yeah. you know... <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, you think about who is the audience for this, because there's kids in it. Does that make it a movie for kids? I guess it could, but... It's PG-13. Yeah. I mean, I've loved it because, I mean, I love rock and roll, you know? Yeah. 
when he stands there and he goes, you know, Led Zeppelin, and he's getting crickets from the classroom. I I'm just like, oh my gosh, the mighty. They've never heard of the mighty. Oh, yeah. Like when he asks what their influence is, and, you know, the one girl says Christina Aguilera. Yeah. The little guy says Puff Daddy. Right. No. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jack Black is so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Taylor made role for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, watching it again for the podcast, I'm looking at him and going, who does he remind me of? And, you know, he has a lot of the same characteristics as Jim Carrey to me. Okay. The physical comedy, mm-hmm. the facial the stuff. The rubber face. <laughs> yeah. The way he moves his body around. Mm-hmm. Um, and even at, at some points, Robin Williams a little bit. Like when he was dancing, when he was singing his, you know, uh, well, we're not hardcore. We should live hard. <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. Like he's doing a dance that looks like something that Robin Williams oh, did. Oh, yeah. In... That like the side to side leg yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But his top of his body is not moving at all. Right, right. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. He's just really, really good in this. Yes, yes. Fantastic. Definitely, definitely my favorite Jack Black movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's done other good things, too. And, you know, pretty much anything that he's in, he kind of has that Melissa McCarthy yeah. uh, <laughs> yes. quality for me that mm-hmm. even if the movie's not the greatest, he's always good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how the kids kept straight faces in half those scenes. I- I'm wondering if they had to do many takes. <laughs> many, many, many. <laughs> Maybe kids are a little scared when they're on a movie set that they don't, they don't want to screw up a take. So they're extra careful or yeah, something? maybe. There's a little intimidation? Yeah. But I imagine that it's probably a lot of fun if you're anywhere from 10 to 13 years old and you're doing a movie with Jack Black. Yeah. That's got to be amazing. Yeah. And he had to have improvised some stuff, I would think. Oh, I'm sure. He, you know, I don't know for sure. I know that he came up with all of the nicknames that he calls the oh, kids. Oh, really? Yeah, he came up with all the nicknames. <laughs> Uh, the nickname for Freddie, the drummer, Spazzy McGee. That's my favorite one. It's funny. We're watching the movie thinking he's calling him that because of the way he plays the drums, right. right? But there was an early draft of the script where the character had attention deficit disorder, oh, no. ADD. Oh, no. And uh, he's seen taking Ritalin during class. So Yeah, I, I think figured it was because, you yeah. know, like, the way he played. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and I think calling him Spazzy McGee for that rather than ADD is probably a better call yeah, <laughs> as far as definitely. the script goes. But it's kind of funny that, you know, his name is Fred Jones or Freddie Jones. Mm-hmm. But that's the name of the character from Scooby-Doo that wears the ascot. <laughs> so That's great. I'm not really sure if uh, Mike White is a big Scooby-Doo guy or I something. Wonder. What's your name, Freddie Jones? Freddie Jones. Shut, Shut up! up. <laughs> you got a disease, dude. <laughs> yeah, because he calls uh, Tamika Turkey Sandwich for a while. Turkey sub, yeah. A turkey sub. Yeah, because yeah, she's, you know, when he's you know, desperate for food. Yeah, she gives him the sub. <laughs> she has half a sub in yeah. her desk. Yeah. Uh, brace face. Brace face. Uh, mm. He calls Summer Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell, yes. What does he call Marta? Blondie. Blondie, yep. Uh, Frankie short is a tough guy. Yeah, shortstop is another one. Right. Zack Attack. Zack Attack. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> he calls Lawrence Mr. Cool, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lawrence. <laughs> He even calls him Larry later on. Yeah. It's like, oh, never Larry. Never Larry. <laughs> so Miranda Cosgrove uh, was pretty young when she made this movie. And of course, she went on to do iCarly, which uh, was a big hit on what, Nickelodeon or Yeah, yeah. I used to watch um, that. Mm-hmm. So she plays Summer in the movie. It turns out she had to take a class to learn how to sing badly, which is kind of funny to me. Yeah, she's I, a singer. I mean, yeah, she, she really she can sing. She does have a nice voice. Yeah, she's recorded. Yeah, so she sings uh, Memory in the in the movie and the show. Poorly, yeah. When he's looking for backup singers for the band, yeah. And she had to take a class to sing that bad. That's funny. And in the movie, she didn't sing it too badly. She was right. just kind of going like, "Memory all alone in the moonlight." Yeah, it was just kind of monotone. There was yeah. No, like, yeah. In the show, the girl who did it really mangled it. 
And the funny thing about in the show, there's two things. First off, the the show, the Broadway show, the music is done by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. Which is awesome. By the way, the cast recording and the music from the Broadway show is a little bit different from the movie, but it's great. It's so good. But Andrew Lloyd Webber, of course, did Cats, too, and, mm-hmm. and Memory is from Cats, so oh, I thought it was funny. Yeah. The other thing, too, that I thought was kind of weird is like, she's not supposed to be able to sing, but then, of course, later in the show, she has a solo. <laughs> well, yeah. You have to differentiate yeah. between the character and the actress, I guess. Right. But Robert Sy, the, the kid who played Lawrence, mm-hmm. uh, was actually very insecure in real life. Probably what you saw on screen was very similar to who he really was. <laughs> so cute. And early on during filming, he approached the director and tried to talk him out of letting him be in the movie. Aww. He said, look, I don't, I don't think I'm right for the part. I'm, I'm you know, not really good at this. And Linklater told him that it was that insecurity that made him perfect for the role. Absolutely. Because that's what he was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because then he has the scene where he goes up to Jack Black mm-hmm. in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, you know, I think I should do it. Why not? I'm not cool. You're the cat's pajamas. You're yeah, the bee's knees. You're the bee's knees. <laughs> and then they do the handshake. Yeah, the handshake. <laughs> let's rock. Let's rock. <laughs> Jack Black, you can't talk enough about how great he is with the kids in this movie. Mm-hmm. When he first gets to the school and he's hung over and the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. and, he's, and he's just like, just sit there and listen, I got I got a headache and the runs. We're not going to do anything today. Right. You know, he's just completely inappropriate. Right. But then, you know, as he starts working with the kids... Mm-hmm. He develops this great relationship with him, and it's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, and Zach comes up to him at one point during lunch in the cafeteria just to say, Mr. S, that was a really cool lesson today. And he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. And the other teachers are all like, oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because they probably never had that connection. Yeah, what the other teachers don't know is that he's just playing rock music with them. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And I love how he assigns the homework, the CDs. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like, yes, Rush, Mm -hmm. Blondie. Yeah. Blondie, Jimi Hendrix. Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> Pink Floyd. Very mm-hmm. good. It's very well written. Mm-hmm. Even though Mike White's not a fan of classic rock, clearly he's a music guy. Yeah. And I love Maggot Death, the band that he and uh, yes. and Jack Black, Dewey Finn, you know, mm-hmm. had together before he sold out and became a, a substitute teacher. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or a temp, as Dewey calls a him. A temp. He's a temp. I'm not a temp. I'm a sub. <laughs> Yeah, and he's working on his certification. Right. And yeah, he's going to be a teacher. A That's what he stiff. wants to do. Yeah, I gave up my dreams. And my <laughs> life is going pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. So that's sad. what he says to him. Yeah. <laughs> very, very funny. But Maggot Death. Uh, two things about that scene. Where yes. he, you know when they're talking about him, the picture that he holds up mm-hmm. when he shows him with the with the goth makeup and stuff. Yeah. So it's Jack. Yeah. Or Dewey. Right. It's Ned. And then the guy in the back is actually the director in that picture. Why not? And the band name Maggot Death is a play on Megadeth, too. Aha. Which is pretty cool. Yes. And there's a Megadeth logo in Dewey's bedroom, one of the things that he has hanging up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed, too. And then it's great in the show, Mm -hmm. they actually had like a full-size poster of Maggot Death on the set. Yes. In his bedroom. That was great. Yeah, and I also noticed a couple of Kiss posters during the Broadway show Mm -hmm. on stage in Mm -hmm. like the road case and in his room. And that always makes me happy as a fan. Yeah, it warms your heart. Blazer, there it is. I work Kiss into the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that we noticed watching the movie again for the podcast was some of the things were different than the show Mm -hmm. because we just saw the show a couple weeks ago particularly the numbers that they kind of throw yeah, out there. Yeah, the salaries and everything. Mm-hmm. Jack Black asks, how much will I get paid? And it's 650 a week. Right. In the show, when Dewey asks, he's told 900 a week. And then Summer has the line, my parents don't pay $15,000 a year for me to have recess all day. Right. But in the show, it was 50000 right. a year. <laughs> that was awesome. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, and what I love about Miranda Cosgrove, mm-hmm. what is he? He tells her to stop great, St- uh, stop great grubbing. Great grubbing, yeah. Great grubbing. Yeah. And um, we all we all had that kid in our class. Oh, when yeah, we were, when always. we were in grade school. And then he <laughs> notices the little chart with the stars and the the black dots. The demerits, yeah. Like, what is this? And he rips it down and starts <laughs> to crumple it up. Mm-hmm. And she shudders. Remember? That's like one of my favorite things in the movie. Yes. It's such a subtle thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, her reaction is like, it's like he killed a puppy. Yes. You know? <laughs> She's like, oh. Yeah. And it was great because in the show when he did it, mm-hmm. he crumpled it up and then he put it on her head. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And it stayed there for a little bit. It was yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. If you're a fan of this movie and you live in the New York area and you have an opportunity to see School of Rock on Broadway, go. It's a lot of fun. And you can bring the kids because the kids in the show are, are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they're playing their instruments, and they're all just so good. Mm-hmm. They make an announcement right in the beginning. You know, right. this is Andrew Lloyd Webber, and yes, the kids all play their own instruments. Yeah. And the music that No Vacancy, which is Dewey's band in the beginning, mm-hmm. plays in the show is different from the movie. Right. And the, sh- the song in the show is great. It's, oh it's really gosh, funny. Oh, my gosh, it just cracked me up. Yep. You know, I'm too hot for you or something like that. <laughs> yep, yep. So Led Zeppelin. One of my favorites. You are talking about getting the lead out. Yes. Led Zeppelin doesn't really like to let people get the lead out very often in commercials or movies or TV shows or anything like that. Okay, yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, they're real protective, but the director, Richard Linklater, had an idea. Let's film us asking Led Zeppelin for permission. So the scene at the end where they're at the Battle of the Bands and Mm -hmm. you got a big crowd, there were like a thousand fans screaming. They shot a video... (laughs) <laughs> that they sent to Led Zeppelin asking for permission to use Immigrant Song yeah. in the movie, uh-huh. which is the scene where he, they're driving back from the auditions <laughs> in the in the van, and Led Zeppelin uh, gave him permission. Oh, that's so great. And that video that they sent to Zeppelin mm-hmm. is actually one of the extras on the DVD. Oh, cool. Yeah, which oh, is pretty I cool. See that. Can I just talk to you about how much I love Joan Cusack? Mm-hmm. She pulls off Miss Mullen so great. Yeah. She's just so uptight. Mm-hmm. And the way she keeps fussing with her glasses, but she doesn't do it in the nerd way of the one finger on the nose. She does the two hands on the side. Right. You know, and she's constantly on, and then she's fussing, and she's just all in, in, in. And then he takes her for the beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and did you notice her face while she's drinking it? Because she purses her lips way right. out she's know, not... to get a sip. And are you sure they didn't have coffee? And... Yeah, she doesn't strike me as somebody who drinks beer very often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she gets all into the Stevie Nicks song. Right. And she's got her hands in the air. He finds out that she's really into Stevie Nicks yeah. from the other teachers. Right. And that's why he plays that song. Because yeah. he's trying to loosen her up so he can get permission to take the kids on a field trip. Right, right. That's the one thing that gets through to her. Yeah. It's music. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show you the power of music. Yep. And then when they get back to the school afterwards. Oh, and she tells him. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't always like this. I wasn't always wound this tight. <laughs> I turned I... into the one thing I never wanted to be. And then she mouths a bitch. Yeah. yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she says, I used to have a sense of humor. But these parents, when you're with, talking about their kids, they have no sense of humor. Anyone I know who is a teacher will tell you the toughest part of their job is not dealing with the kids. It's dealing with the parents. Well, that's a teacher. Now, imagine this. Imagine being a principal. Yes. And Joe Ferrero could, could certainly give us an insight to that. Joe Steve. Imagine being a principal of a really prestigious prep school yeah. like this. There's even more pressure. When they go to the audition... They get there a little bit later, and they're ready to do their song for the audition. The auditions are done. And it's Frank Wally is the actor who's been in a lot of different yeah, things. He, he was in really uh, pulp, pulp Fiction. Okay. He was in Field of Dreams. He was uh, young uh, Archie. Yes. Moonlight Graham. Mm-hmm. So they get in there, and, and they're told that they're not going to be able to audition. Listen, the bill's full. Sorry. Of course, Jack Black gets all frustrated, and he throws a chair. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the script. Ooh. 
And you could see there's a reaction. Miranda Cosgrove is next to him, and she reacts. Yeah, like she, she actually like spins jumps out yeah, of the way because she wasn't expecting yeah. it. Yeah, so it's it's kind of cool to see like a real moment like that. Wow, yeah. <laughs> but she comes up with the idea to concoct a story that they're all sick and they're dying, they're terminal. <laughs> yeah, and this is what's kept them going. That's that right. they're going to play the Battle <laughs> of the Bands. <laughs> What did they have? Stick it to the manadosis or something like that. Or what is (laughs) it? Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a rare blood disease. (laughs) It's a rare blood disease. That's right. (laughs) Stick it to the man. Hey, did you know that that theater, when they filmed the exterior shots, that was actually the Union County Arts Center in Rahway, New Jersey? I did not know that. Well, we know that now. (laughs) That's very cool. (laughs) Yeah, because I noticed at the end, when they were thanking the different locations and stuff, Mm -hmm. they had Staten Island and Long Island was Mm -hmm. mostly the school stuff. And then they... Um, thanks to the town of Edison, New Jersey, and the town of Franklin Lakes. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't find out where those were, but they also thanked Rahway. Very and cool. And it turns out that was the movie theater. Jersey representing. Jersey in the house. <laughs> Another thing that's kind of cool is uh, during the band practice montage, Summer is seen reading The Business of Music. Oh, yes. And it turns out that's a real book. That's a real guide to legal and financial issues in the music industry. She's a go-getter, that girl. Yeah. The book's been around a while, too. 1964 wow. it started uh, being published. Cool. Yeah. I love the fact that he gets the band, air quotes, together. Mm -hmm. You know, the guitar, the bass, the keyboards, the singers. And the other kids are like, "Uh, what are we going to do? He's like, well, just because you're not in the band doesn't mean you're not in the band. There's all (laughs) sorts of important jobs that have to get done. And he, you know, assigns them them out. So you have your kid who's um, the computer geek. Right. And he, like, designs the lights Mm -hmm. and the little, like, projection show. Right. And then you have, you know, the roadies. You have security. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, of course, you know, you have three girls left over. And he goes, "Uh, you'll be the groupies. (laughs) (laughs) Your job is to just love the band. Love the band. Just love the band. (laughs) And then when Summer finds out what a groupie is, she's like, I don't think so. (laughs) What's the matter? (laughs) They have sex with a band <laughs> that's when he says well that's because there was a special job for you but i didn't want anyone else to hear but i want you to be band manager what's that <laughs> well you're in charge of everything yeah. oh okay oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is the kid who's security frankie mm-hmm. yes didn't he have a something after this yeah that he went on to? um his name is angelo Massigli. he went on to be bobby jr in the sopranos ah okay mm-hmm. another jersey based uh... there you go yeah <laughs> So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I love, one of my favorite characters is Billy. Billy played by uh, an actor named Brian Faldudo. I was at the dog park one day. This was long before I'd started doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe some of us were just talking about movies, but a guy introduces himself and he goes, oh yeah, my son was in School of Rock. I'm like, oh really? <laughs> wow. Who did he play? How cool. And he goes, Billy. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, the stylist. Yeah. I love the glitter rock outfits that he presents Mm -hmm. that Jack Black shoots down. This one's glitter rock and that one's glam rock. Yeah. And they're pretty cool, (laughs) actually. And they are. They got the big bell um, sleeves and stuff. Right. In the show, it's even more glammed out. Platform shoes and all that. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And they even worked in a little bit with him not being able to walk so well. Yeah. In the boots, you know. Yeah, the boots actually look like Ace Frehley's boots. Yeah, like 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 Spaceman. Like his 77 Spaceman boots. Yeah, yeah. The thing about Billy is, at one point, Dewey says, what do you get mad about? So get mad at me. Tell me off. And the kids yeah, yeah. start, you know, yeah. you know you're... You're the worst teacher I've ever had. Yeah. And then it all settles down, and then Billy lets out, you're tacky and I hate you. <laughs> oh, I just love Billy. Yeah, he's really Take measure around his neck the whole time. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, why don't we just wear our uniforms? <laughs> he goes, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, hey, yeah. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Very good. <laughs> So they get to the Battle of Bands, they blow people away. Yeah. 
And the song is great. Mm -hmm. um, the song School of Rock. Mike White and Jack Black collaborated with some other people for most of the stuff that he sings in the classroom, like the uh, In the End of Time, <laughs> right. you know, like that. But the song School of Rock, Mike White co-wrote with another guy, Sammy James Jr. Right. Great song mm -hmm. and a great way to end the movie. Yeah. And the story of the song is that Zach wrote it. Right. Which just makes Zach even more cool. Exactly. Yeah. The cool thing is after the concert that Dewey now has uh, an after school program, School of Rock, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the credits are rolling and they're all jamming out and mm -hmm. singing. And that whole thing was completely improvised. Oh, how fun. Which is great. Yeah. The solos, mm -hmm. the dialogue between all mm -hmm. of them. All right, do a, a gut busting drum solo. All that, like, that's all completely improvised. <laughs> a face melting solo. Oh, my face is melted. So, one of the things that you and I were trying to figure out as we were going into watching this again mm -hmm. was what came first, the movie School of Rock or the actual schools of rock that are out there that kids can go to and learn how to play. How stuff. did it all happen? Right. I know, because we thought, well, someone must have seen this and then said, hey, that's a great idea. Yeah, Let's make that's a school what I for thought. kids. Well, it turns out that there was a guy named Paul Green okay. who began giving traditional individual music lessons in his home in 96. Okay. So by the third week, he had invited the kids to kind of jam and stuff, and he realized the kids who were playing in a band situation in addition to just plain old, you know, one-on-one -on -one instrumental stuff, played a lot better. So he decided to modify his teaching technique and get the kids taking individual instruction and playing in a band setting. Okay. He said it was basically the difference between shooting hoops and actually playing basketball. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was 96. In 99, he organized his first concert of the kids. He took the best kids. They put on a show. That was the first public concert. Okay. In 02, he took out a loan and he established a permanent location for the first Paul Green School of Rock Music in Philadelphia. Okay. And then he also established the domain schoolofrock.com in 01. Okay. So in 02, a crew from the Viacom television channel VH1, they filmed for four days at the Philadelphia location for a proposed reality TV series. Okay. But after the shoot, the producer stopped returning his phone calls. Oh. In uh -oh. 03, different filmmakers attended a concert of the students and decided to make a documentary about the school. Okay. So they met with Green and began shooting video one day later. The intent was to follow them for a year. They, I think they did around nine months of shooting, and there's actually a documentary called Rock School. So they were around halfway through shooting the documentary, and they learned that Paramount, which is a Viacom movie studio, was releasing a fictional film called uh -oh. School of Rock. Uh-oh. <laughs> so many critics claimed that his characterization of Dewey Finn was based on Green's man-child persona. Oh, wow. So there's a guy out there that's actually like Dewey Finn? Apparently, yeah, apparently so. He's got, you know, oh, the my. eyebrows that go two different directions. If you look up a picture of him, he even like, kind of looks like him a little. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, like man. if you were to get the two of them in the same room doing mirror stuff, it would probably blow your mind. That's really funny. Really crazy. Now, Mike White <laughs> said, I never heard of Paul Green before. I just wrote this because Jack Black was my neighbor and so, da, da 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 Once again, let me stop you. Jack Black, Mike White, Paul Green. Yes, Unbelievable. We could make a flag out it's, of the three It's really of them. amazing. Yep. It's really amazing. Yep. So, I mean, Paul Green preferred the documentary. He said it opened a lot of other doors, corporate partnerships, gave us access to the rock stars that we play with. But it was like Jack Black was the nationwide commercial for us, and our movie was the industry cred. 
Okay. He considered a lawsuit, but he decided against it, and he reasoned that the school benefited from the film. All I know is I would want to go to to learn at School of Rock, the real School of Rock, because of this movie. Yeah, yeah. If I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, he said, I considered suing, but what are you going to do? It's better in a karmic sense to just reap the rewards. Absolutely. So he did. In 2002, he opened a second location in Pennsylvania. Okay. And then the expansion just kept going into other states and countries. And he's doing okay. Yeah. He was bought out in 2009, and then in 2010, the name was shortened to School of Rock. The official motto of the school is to inspire the world to rock on stage and in life. The, and that is what it's all about. That's right. Because you can change the world with one great show. One great show can change the world. <laughs> that's right. Paul Green once, he actually said in the documentary, don't come here to watch kids play music, come to watch kids play music well. Very cool. So an interesting thing that I learned at the show, Andrew Lloyd Webber's wife mm-hmm. saw the movie mm-hmm. in 06 with her kids. Okay. And thought this would be a great show okay. a musical yeah so she started pursuing rights and trying to make it work it took her until 2012 isn't that amazing to obtain the rights to develop the show yeah and then what did it open last year it opened in december of 2015 yeah yeah, yeah. so i think it's going to be around a while too. i think so too it's really good really good. really really, really good. good and we had great seats thank you again you're welcome this was the first time we ever went to a show where I actually had leg room. It was, it was phenomenal. <laughs> hey, true. And when you're when you're tall like me and you have long legs, that's more important than you realize. It's very, very important. But yeah, I mean, it's amazing how long things can get tied up in legality and all that. Yeah. But I thought it was really cool that Mike White does get a little credit. Yes. Um, as as one of the writers. Yeah, based on the movie yeah, by Mike yeah. White. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of it was. I mean, they did take some stuff out word they for took, word. Yeah, they they actually took lines from the movie and yeah, put them in the yeah, show. But they they work. Yeah, exactly. It's funny. Funny is funny. Yeah. You know, and if you yeah. could get permission to use it, why why would you change something? If it's not broken. Don't fix That's it. That's right? right. And I loved how they did expand a little bit. Summer. Summer's one of my favorite characters too because she's just oh, she's great. Such a strong female. Yeah. Toughy. You know, I and love it's her. Great. And it's great that they showed a, a young girl with that kind of confidence. Yeah. That's really great and empowering mm-hmm. for, for kids to see. Yeah. You know? So and on the, in the stage version, they're talking about sticking it to the man. Mm-hmm. That comes from the movie. Right. But then she actually even throws out, well, can um, the man be a woman? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, yeah, but she'll just get paid 70 cents on the dollar. <laughs> and to, at which point you cheered loudly. <laughs> Okay, we'll finish that. We'll talk, come back to that later. And then there was the other line uh, where he says to Summer, you know, I would vote for you for president yes. if you ran uh, later this year. Yeah. And it, that was in the show. And we didn't realize we that's th- actually taken right directly from the movie. We thought it was talking about the election coming up later this year. Right. Where Summer would be better than right. either of the candidates. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not going to get political. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, all right, all right. It's a great show to take your kids to. Yeah. Because it's fun. Mm-hmm. The music is great. Mm-hmm. It's clean. And, yeah. And your kids are going to be inspired. Yeah. Your yeah. kids are going to be fired up. They, they might ask you what a douchebag is, but yeah. other than that. <laughs> other than that, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to say about the show, too. The girl that plays Tamika, oh my God. Yep. 10, right? 10 or 11. I don't know. Whatever age she is, her voice is so amazing. I literally... Had goosebumps. Yep. I sat there going, ooh, gooseies. And I'm not going to lie, I got a little choked up a couple of times, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Because it's really inspiring. Reconcile and, you and know. Just, and just mm-hmm. inspirational, too. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. Well, honey, thanks for sitting in with me for another episode. Oh, I really appreciate welcome. it. You're welcome. This is always a fun movie, and uh, and the show was fantastic, too. Yep, yep. And always fantastic to do the podcast with you. Oh, shucks, honey. <laughs> thanks.
And thank you for listening. Please don't forget to like us on Facebook. Again, it's facebook.com slash screenfacts. Let us know if you have any comments or questions, or if you have a favorite scene in the movie that we didn't talk about, let us know what it is. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis Voice, email screenfacts at yahoo.com. You can help others find the show by rating and commenting on iTunes. You can also show your support for the show by ordering Screen Facts merchandise, if you'd like, on the podcast page of jasondavisvoice.com, including dun, 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 the brand, brand new, new car, car magnets. magnets. That's right. You can uh, get a little postcard-sized magnet for the back of your car to show how much you love the podcast at jasondavisvoice.com on the podcast page. Check that out. Show theme music by audionautics.com. Thanks to wickedradionetwork.com and our announcer, Kim McKay from kimsvoice.com. Let's rock! Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.